Hey everyone, it's Aaliyah Henry, and you're listening to The Aaliyah Henry Show. Expect to hear insightful interviews and panel discussions covering community, entrepreneurship, health, and women's empowerment. Don't miss out. Keep listening. The Aaliyah Henry Show is up next. Welcome. I'm your host, Aaliyah Henry. This episode, I'm joined with my friend, Jessica Dunn, Vice President of Philanthropy at LiftFund, for the first of multiple conversations about my journey in entrepreneurship. Every startup has a story, and today, you get to hear a bit of mine. It's my hope that this conversation inspires you in your quest to be your own boss. Don't go anywhere. You're tuned in to the Aaliyah Henry Show. Jessica, thank you for joining me on the Aaliyah Henry Show. I am so excited that you are here. Um, It's so different to be in the other side of the the chair. I'm usually the one that's interviewing, right? (laughs) So true. But it's a great way for people to get to know who you are. So this is wonderful. So should we get to it? Let's get to it. Okay. So (laughs) you've been very open to anybody who follows you, social media and everything that a middle-class upbringing has taught you, you know, from an early age, how getting a great education um, can position you to make a difference in the world. So let me ask you this. And considering how your parents positioned you to make an impact in the world, locally, globally, what role do they play in nurturing your heart for philanthropic and community work? You know, I would say um, my parents have always been a part of the community ever since I was about five years old. I remember going and serving um, back then at the soup kitchens um, and literally we would go everywhere doing different things. Um, And so one thing that I realized is that we were, I was a child of parents that were givers and I don't know if I knew what that meant at that time but I always knew we were helping people. And, you know, my, my, my father grew up in, um, you know, a, a poor, poor, I don't want to say poor settings, but just not middle class. And he was the first in his family to obtain multiple degrees. And so education was his way out. And so that was one of the things that he always instilled in us is getting an education, go out and learn something new, um, try something that you don't like doing. He was very passionate about making sure that all four of us obtained degrees um, and were able to be good citizens in the community. That's what he's always ever wanted. And so for me, I think that has just always been my quest to make sure that I live out that legacy for him. And do you find yourself doing that for your family as well and passing that along? Gosh, I do. So I have my son. We have one son, TJ, and um, he is, I would say, the little philanthropist as well. You know, he's done things from uh, moving people, families in to putting furniture in to cleaning furniture to uh, they made placemats for seniors. He's delivered to Meals on Wheels. Um, so. I do think that it is important for us to make sure that he sees my, that my same upbringing. Um, it's, it's important that we do that for him. 
Um, in this environment, in our community now, it's even more critical and vital that we are kind to one another. And so part of being a giver is, is really my hope for him is to understand is for him to understand and know that in giving you do receive so oh, that's wonderful and so kind of along those same lines tell us a little bit about your philanthropic values and what you're looking to do and when did you first see yourself as a philanthropist oh my goodness <laughs> it's so funny you ask that question so for me i never knew i thought that that word philanthropist was really all about um, very well, high wealth people giving millions of dollars. And it was one of my mentors, probably about 15, maybe about 15, 18 years ago when I was giving to the United Way through our company. And he reminded everybody in the room that we were like philanthropists. We were giving our dollars to good causes. And at that point, the light bulb went off for me that said, Oh, I am a philanthropist and I give at the level that I'm able to give and my gift at whether it's five dollars or if it's a thousand dollars I'm going to be able to give that gift and it's going to help a, a good cause and so I think that's when I realized that about 18 years ago which was really great because it was in the early stages of my career you know where I was really learning about how to be um, how to work in the workforce, uh, how to give back, um, how to be a good steward, um, and really just being an adult, right? <laughs> like you're learning. And so for me, um, that's really where I, I thought at that point, like, hey, I'm, I'm giving back to my community and I'm doing something good. Um, I always felt good about it. I think even and I think I started at like $5 a paycheck or something. That makes a difference. And I really, it made me feel good mm -hmm. just as, um, as an employee, but then also as an individual for myself. No, that's fantastic. Yeah. I think so many people needed to hear that advice you received as well, because so many mm -hmm. people think, oh, what's my dollar, $5 going to do? But it is, it's making a difference. It so is. It's great, great point. Well, and then the interesting thing, I think throughout the years, I've always dreamed of at every point in my career, can I do a little bit more? And by all means, I mean, I'm not wealthy, but I can give, I can give of my time and I can give of, you know, my dollars that I can set aside. And so I think that everyone needs to understand that giving is within your reach and it just needs to be comfortable for you and whatever that is. And you also just need to choose a cause that you can get behind and rally around. Well, that's a great thing. And that was probably a great way for you to find out what all the needs were in your community and kind of where you wanted to put your time and effort. You know, it's so interesting. So the things that I'm very passionate about are education, women's issues, and family issues. Those are my top three. Um, and primarily because my dad was a clinical psychologist. Um, he practiced family therapy, and I saw what he did to, to keep families together, to um, make sure children were safe in their environments. And so that for me, I know just in terms of whether it's a homelessness issue or whether it's an issue of um, making sure that people learn how to get a job. 
you know, from, from whatever those spectrums are, it all affects your day-to-day -day family lifestyle. And so those are the things that I'm really passionate about. Oh, that's fantastic. And so it's kind of a little switch gears a little bit, but kind of you are a risk taker. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, my husband will definitely tell you that. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a great thing because it's yeah. led you to all these different amazing things that you've accomplished. So give us a little bit of insight into the entrepreneurial leaps that you've taken over the years and what has gotten to the revelation? Because I call you this all the time. You are a true girl boss. So what made you do all these things that put you in this girl boss status? Wow. So many, a lot of people probably don't know. So I have this high school spirit book. I think all of us remember the high school spirit book where you write out what you're going to do, where, who you're going to be, who you're going to marry, and all that good stuff. Well, it didn't all happen the way I wrote it. However, one of the things that I did write is I always said I wanted to be an entrepreneur. And it, for some reason, it said I wanted to be this marketing, like I want to have a marketing company. Yeah. So it's amazing now that my company today does that, yeah. does a part of that. And um, so what I will share is that I've had multiple tries at art entrepreneurship along the way. I've had a wedding hall. I planned events. Um, I had a gift basket business. I sold Mary Kay. I had a handbag business. Um, so I've always wanted, I've just always had that passion and desire to work for myself and have something for myself. Not to say that I would leave the company that I was with, I just wanted something of my own. And I just had to try to figure out what that would be. And so over the course of just trying to figure that out and looking at the different things that I could get behind and love. I realized that I loved helping other people and I was very good at strategy and planning and you know um, setting those things up so obviously for businesses for um, nonprofit those things just come easy to me I can look at your company and um, do a really good organizational audit and I can tell you you know you could probably want to do this with the HR team or maybe format your programs in a little bit of a different way. I don't know where that all comes from. I just know that I have that gift, I guess. And so those are the things that really came interesting to me. And so as an entrepreneur on this entrepreneur journey, I started writing down the things that I really enjoyed doing, fundraising, development. I still like doing some special events. So of course, obviously fundraising events really fell in, into line with that. And then about five years ago, I got excited about social media and just really self-taught my, myself in that area. Um, and I guess now, you know, I don't know, every, I got introduced not too long ago as the social media guru. So I, <laughs> I was a little taken back by that. I was like, oh, okay. So another hat, I'll, I guess I'll wear that yeah. one too. But it, it really is, it's, it was, it's fun. I enjoy it, I enjoy teaching it, I enjoy um, helping others. And so obviously all of these little steps have really formed out to um, know, make me know for sure that I really wanted to work for myself. And I had all of these different things that I wanted to do yeah. and just had to try to do them. 
so. that's fantastic. And that's great advice, too, because I feel like that's why I always call you the girl boss, because you're giving all this good <laughs> advice right now. But take, you said about <coughs> having different roles and things you're doing, taking what you like from each one and then seeing yes. how you can build that into something. And that's great. And so do you still have, like, where you've written all these things down? Can you look at something like that oh and my see gosh. where you are now and say, oh, my gosh, I've I done do. it? I <laughs> do. So one of the things that I, I teach when I coach um, is to really journal, you know, just kind of journal. You can, you know, purchase your own journals. Um, but I keep literally notes. So as I'm thinking about something, I might just be out with you and then maybe we go to lunch and I leave lunch and there was something that you said that sparked my interest and I may write it down. So I encourage people to write things down. You have to write them down because you never know when you'll go back and start to look over the items that you've written down or the goals or your plans. Or if you say, hey, I want to do 13 vacations in the next three years. What does that look like? Write them down. Um, and so for me, I've journaled um, probably for the last, I would say probably 20 years. And I, I have boxes of just journals. And even, but I did that with work too. So you know how you, you, you go into this new job and you start to use a calendar with a journal? Every single thing that I did for that day, I wrote it down. It, it was just kind of a part of me. I'm very process driven. So, you know, people that are very process driven have to have kind of everything in line. And so that's part, probably part of my personality as well. But um, it works for me. Yeah. And being able to take a look back and see where I've been or see some of the things that I thought of, it's a really good aha moment for me because it's like, oh, wow. And this is something that I thought about doing 10 years ago, and now I'm doing it. So it really just kind of, it's full circle. And so, um, yeah, it's good. That's great, and it explains why you're so good looking at organizational structures and places, because you see how you can document everything, what needs to change, because it's always good to have those outside eyes. So that's great. Yeah, that's thanks. It. So then, so you kind of touched base on your husband, your son, and how you brought him into the philanthropy world. So <laughs> as a mother, and I ask you this all the time, as a mother, a friend, a wife, an entrepreneur, everything you do, how do you juggle it all? Like, how do you do this? You know, I'll be honest. I mean, some days I'm totally overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed because you feel like you've got to, you've got to be on, right? You've got to be on for everybody. You know, if your kid says I'm hungry, you know, they don't cook. So you got to, <laughs> I got to get in there and, and cook something. And obviously now he's getting a little bit older, but he still can't use the stove. <laughs> he uses a microwave, but not a stove. <laughs> Um, so I'll be really honest. I, I get overwhelmed. I get overwhelmed and some days I just want to go and sit in the closet and just hide. I really do. And, um, but one of the things that I do is I'm intentional. I am intentional about every relationship that I have. Um, and so I am very good about texting to say, hey, how you doing? Or just calling just to say, hey, I don't really need, I don't want anything. I just wanted to let you know I'm thinking about you. Um, I am intentional about making that time. So if we got to go to lunch, we got to go to brunch, we got to take that early dinner um, to get together to do. Um, I'm very intentional about that. I'm very intentional with my son um, and I'm present. And I always want to be that way um, with, with, with my son, with my husband, with my friends and family. Um, I won't say there's like a special formula for it because there really isn't. Um, I, what I will say is that you just have to 
And I, well, what I do is I just have to make sure that I make my time. Um, I do schedule time for myself. Um, I start in the mornings. I usually will get up a little bit earlier than my son just so I can have like that 15 minutes um, as well for me. And then sometimes if that 15 minutes is allowing me to do my texting and just to let somebody know, hey, I'm thinking about you, kind of busy this week. But I, one of the things that I do want to share is that, and this has helped me process um, making time for someone, is that the people that really love you and really care about you and understand what you're going through, they get it. Hands down, they get it, they understand. So there's not the battle that says, oh, I don't have time today. Oh, she doesn't like me. Oh, she doesn't have time. It's not that because the people that truly care about you, my friends that are there, they get it, they know. And so um, I think that that really is important um, in my journey to have people that just get it. Because sometimes I have all the time in the world and then other times I just don't. And I've got to maximize it as much as I can, but I do try to make time. So we've got family time, and then I've got time with my son, I got time with my husband, and then of course time with friends. So there's no perfect formula. Um, you just have to be intentional about reaching out and making sure you, you make it happen. No, and so, I can attest to that. You yeah. are so good about that. You're getting random <laughs> texts from you with a purple heart is the best thing in the world. I'm like, what are you thinking of me? Thank you. <laughs> That's so, okay. so true. Yeah. So, so, so for somebody who's been is tuning in and they may be feeling the itch, like, hey, I, I have my passions. I've written these down. And okay. they want to take the risk. They're like, I don't want to do it. I want to become an entrepreneur. Okay. What three things would you consider that, like, tell them to, to, to consider first? <laughs> like, what are those first three things they should do to make sure this is the right move? Okay, wow. Um, so the first thing that I would say is don't ever make a decision on your emotions. Because sometimes you get in a situation and you're like, oh, I'm done. I'm just out of here. I'm done. So, so first thing is, is, is really don't make decisions on emotion. Um, take time and plan. So I would say write out what you want to do. Write, out, write down your goals, write down a, a timeline for yourself. Um, and this is going to enable you to kind of see what you're thinking about doing as an entrepreneur. The second thing that I would say is shadow. So um, I remember when I, and I'll just give a quick example, when I wanted to do a radio show, I actually started shadowing um, radio I would say I started shadowing radio hosts oh, nice. okay. and I started listening because I needed to see if I could be doing that yeah. um, and so it was really kind of cool and actually Kevin Hodes um, yeah. was actually one of <laughs> he let me shadow him and a couple other people at his station and so I'd go in and just sit and listen and um, a couple times I was on his show and that was really good for me and so what I would say is that if you have an idea, you know, reach out to people that are currently doing it. Um, when I wanted to start consulting, I got on LinkedIn and I emailed seven people that did not know me from Adam and said, hey, I am interested in consulting. 
we're connected through LinkedIn. Would you mind giving me about 15 minutes of your time? And all seven of those people said yes. That's great. And it was really great because it allowed for me to um, ask some questions about being a consultant, about pay structures, about um, not having any work. All of those things I got to ask before I, I jumped in. Um, and then I sat with three people who did know me that are consulting and asked, you know, did the same kind of interviewing them as well. And so that was really helpful for me. So that second piece is, you know, reaching out and either shadowing or asking other people's advice, people that are already doing what you want to do, um, because that will help you identify, because you may go and shadow someone and be on a radio show and decide, I don't want to do that. Or maybe you say, oh man, I really like what the production team is doing. Maybe I want to be on that side of it. That, that's when the, the juices get flowing and you really decide like what you want to do. So that is, is key. So then the third thing that I would say is, is really plan for your exit if you're wanting to exit. And this means um, you know, getting some of your business things set up ahead of time, um, saving your income ahead of time, taking a look at different certifications that you're wanting to do. And you may not go and get them then, but you'll just want to have an idea because running a business does take time and money. Um, you can start it, you know, with little uh, funds, but eventually you have to get to a space where you can invest in the business so that you can continue to grow. Oh, so those would be my, my three. That's great about That's why you're the hashtag girl boss. <laughs> <laughs> so what other, anything else that you would like to share with the audience and people oh that are gosh. tuning in? You know, I think the one thing that I would just like to share in terms of getting, um, just sharing with my audience is that, you know, at this stage of my life, I am loving life. And it is, and it's a great space to be in when you've worked for 20 years um, and had you know, good education and just really being able to do what you enjoy and try to do those things that you maybe never thought you'd ever do. And so for me, um, I want this show to exemplify people that are doing that, but for the show to give hope and to give that little extra oomph to say, man, I think I might try this, or I think I'm ready to look into doing something different, or maybe trans transferring to a new department, or trying something new. And so, you know, I, I want to bring really great conversations, just like we're having today. Obviously, I don't really talk about the back end of my journey, but I'm so excited to start doing that because I do think that we all can be, um, we can give hope for one another, and we can all encourage each other. And that's really what I want. That's what I want from the show. That's what I want for my guests to be able to do that and for us to inspire others. So true. And I, thank you so much for letting me dig into your world and find out this because <laughs> normally I'm the one answering questions from you. So I truly, truly appreciate this opportunity no, to get to know you a little bit better. I thank you for being my co-host <laughs> for our very first podcast. And I'm so excited to have your friendship and your support. Oh. <laughs> Thank you.
Thank you for listening to The Aaliyah Henry Show. Remember, be bold enough to use your voice, brave enough to listen to your heart, and strong enough to live the life you've always imagined. See you next time.